Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, we're going to talk Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. If the world was ending, Mike Tyson is up to no good once again. We have a dream job alert about being a chief taco officer. Of course, we'll have a health adventure update and special guest D-Ray Knight with the dummy of the day. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and some stars. And please follow us on TikTok, The Roadhouse Show, and on Facebook, The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon. Bounce from the Roadhouse! So what the heck is Mike Tyson up to? Is he beating people up again? Yeah, that's pretty much what's going down. No, I think what happened was is he was flying on a regular old commercial flight, sitting in a regular old chair, and some people were kind of freaking out because it's you know it's Mike Tyson. So the Mike Tyson even took a selfie with them and was hanging out with them, and then they were kind of over anxious, and I think Tyson finally had had enough, and the guy was kind of giving him crap, and then I think it sounds like the guy kind of got tired of Tyson saying okay like. All right, let it go, and threw like a water bottle at him, and then Tyson had enough, stood up. Threw a water bottle at him? Stood up and just let him have it. Is there more uh, to this story? Possibly, and now the dude's like forehead's all bloody and everything, so it was real. I would have loved to have been on the airplane. I would have, too. There's got to be video. Well, I mean, but it is annoying. I mean, you know, when the poor, I mean, Mike Tyson's on a whole level of of star. I mean, he's a big star. He's been in movies, obviously he's a boxer. There's a guy I wouldn't want to make mad. Like, as soon as I seen that he was getting upset, I think I'd be like... Hmm. He's got a switch. I think I'll go ahead and just shut her down. I don't need to talk <laughs> to him. The fact that this dude with the bloody forehead is is still walking and moving is, is kind of amazing. Yeah, he's you know? my hero. What do you think he sounded like? Mike Tyson? Yeah. Oh, seriously, guys, I've had enough. We're, th- we're good here. Quit quit trying to hit me, guys. Seriously, I'm just trying to fly home to see my wife, okay? Just leave me alone. Did you throw a water bottle on me? Ladies and gentlemen, this is your flight attendant, Iron Mike, and I'll be your chief fight attendant. Welcome aboard. Today, my fifth will have a nonstop flight to your faith if you don't shut off your electronic devices and try to take a selfie with me. If your seat is not in the full upright position, then you'll be in full sprawled out position on the aisle. Then I'll run over you with a beverage cart and bite off a chunk of your ear. As you can see, the captain has turned off the no seatbelt light, which means I'm now free to belt you while you are in your seat. Our fight time is planned for 3 hours and 12 minutes. But remember, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Once again, welcome aboard. I'm Iron Mike. My style is immentuous. My defense is incredible. And I'm just ferocious. And I want to eat your children, especially the crying babies. Okay, you ready for my story? I am so ready. (laughs) So Michael has this best friend. Yeah? They are like so similar. I don't think he has two parents. I think he's a single dad. Okay, okay. I could be wrong. But anyways, he he got his birthday all planned out, and I get this text from his dad. Oh, Keanu's birthday is on the 24th at Get Air, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool, cool. Here's when Mm -hmm. Michael's is, you know, because they have close birthdays even. Everything's the same. So Michael's all excited. I tell him about it. He's like, how many days? And so we're we're counting down on the calendar. And then I get a text from his dad. Oh, never mind. He, at first he told me it was the 24th. And yeah. then he's like, I, I'm sorry, it's the 23rd. So okay. make that change. And okay. I'm like, okay. And so I make the change. And Michael and I are counting down the days. And, yeah. and then I go to pick him up from school the next day. And his dad hands me this invitation. Okay. And I'll even show you a picture of it. I believe you. It says, four. 24 okay. at Get Air, 
And so I'm like, okay. So I hang it on the fridge, and I completely forgot about the text message and everything. Mm -hmm. And so we're counting down the days. Michael's on. How many days? Every day. Like maybe even more than once a day. How many more days till Keanu's birthday? And so the day finally comes. It was over the weekend. Uh Uh-huh. You know, we had the blizzard on Saturday. The next day we get to we go to church. I'm like, after church, we're gonna go home and get ready for the birthday party. And you're thinking how great it was because the twenty third would have been a blizzard yeah. day. It would have been kinda tough. The twenty fourth, hey, it's perfect. The weather's a little bit better. It's windy. Let's go inside. Let's True. go. Yeah. And on Friday I'm like, I better buy the birthday present today because tomorrow there's gonna be a blizzard and I can yeah. be able to go out and get it. So I get the birthday present, it's all ready to go yeah. on the table. Michael signed the card. Yep. <laughs> so we get home from church, we change our clothes and everything. I'm like Okay, in 20 minutes, we're going to leave from the birthday party. I'm like getting them all wound up. I'm yep. like, go party, get in the car. It's time. Grab the birthday present. It's party time. <laughs> yeah, you're jamming party music on the way to the party. Yeah. Yeah, and we get to we get to get air. We go in. We're like, we're here for the birthday party. And they're like, who? I share the kid's name. They're like, oh, that was yesterday. It's and Michael's face just drops. Just like... <laughs> He's so mad. Oh, my gosh. He's about to cry. Yeah. So we get out in the car, and he's like, I can't believe they did this to me. Like, he's, like, mad at the people that work there. He was even like, they spoiled all my dreams today. And you're like, oh. And so I give him a call, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yep. You know, we just showed up to the birthday party, and we found out it happened yesterday. I'm like, can we please come by and drop off the gift? And then we get there, and I just grab him, and I'm like, we're going. We're going to have our own little yep. party. Can we go? Oh, yeah. I'm sure, which I'm sure it's like, <laughs> duh. Yeah, yeah, so he hops in the car, and off to get air we go, and we had a blast. Mm, that is crazy. awesome. So what is get air? I've heard people talk about it, but I've never been there. It used to be jump craze. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's called get air. Sounds like the place where I would um, hurt myself. Yeah, know? I watched. I would knee myself in the face. <laughs> Look at how high I can get because I got all the weight, you know, so I can be like, yeah. but then homeboy got to come down. I yeah. didn't have my sports bra, so I didn't do yeah, it. No, uh-uh. Yeah, no, uh-uh. Me neither. <laughs> anyway, that's the story. Hey, it's Brandon with Home Slice. I'm sitting here with Melissa. You guys have seen her. She is the kicker for the Rapid City Marshals football team. How's it going? Hello, hello. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you're here. So the Marshals, just this is their inaugural season, very first year for Rapid City. Have you played indoor football before? I have not. This is my first year indoor. I played 13 years of women's football. So. Oh, that's cool. How was that? Uh, loved it. Loved the game. Loved football. Um Women's football, different than men's, outdoor, different than indoor, but I'm loving the transition and learning and growing as a football player. That's awesome. So how uh, how things been going with the Marshals? I mean, you've got some awesome coaching. We've got a great facility. How's things been going from a player's perspective? You like the fans? Everything's good? Oh, the fans are incredible. Um, the home games have been amazing. Um, even we were on the road last week with Wyoming, and the fans there have been so supportive and, and accepting. So I'm phenomenally happy to be here and that's awesome. all the facilities we have. Yeah, that's where I get to run into you at, working up at the Exos gym and seeing you up there. And I have to say, though, out of all the players that work out, maybe they have a different time schedule, I see you up there the most. I love that gym. That's my that's my second home. I, I love training. I love working out. Um, and that facility is amazing. Yeah, some of the workouts you do, I'm like, well, there would go my knee, you know? <laughs> like you were squatting down on one leg with one leg sticking out on top of a weight and you had some weights in your hand. I'm like, 
no, my knee wouldn't do that. Nope, I couldn't do it. But also, you're the size of my leg. So that's the difference. <laughs> How are the Marshals doing this season so far as, as far as a new team goes? What's our, what's our record? We're Overall, we're 2-2. Two and two. Um, So for a first-year team, I think most people ex- expect failure. Mm-hmm. We're not in that boat. You know, yeah. I, I was recruited, and we came in to win. We came in to go after a championship. So that's awesome. we got work to do. We got... Um, things to learn and grow together as a team and yeah. what we're good at and making adjustments going through the season. But uh, we're on our way. Well, and I think a big part of football too is it's a it's a real team sport and not having that cohesiveness where that'll probably come along with you guys later in the season. So at the end of the year, when things really start mattering, that's when you guys will be able to drive it home. Exactly. And we have a lot of guys who haven't played indoors. So they're uh, they're learning the game as, as we go as well. So yeah. we're going to really grow and build together throughout the year that's so cool thank you so much for swinging in it was great talking with you i can't wait maybe we'll have to have you in again after when we're going to the championship absolutely sounds like a plan so open mic monday today is if the world was about to end what would you do so i think we should share what we would do what do you think you would do um probably go steal buy whatever just get the fastest car i could find and go run amok go do coke go do go do cookies donuts just speedings how fast it can actually go uh, what are the cops gonna do go race a cop they're probably having fun too i don't know you know what if you had like a week or possibly a month i would run amok the entire week or month yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i would probably one of my things that i would pro- always envisioned doing was driving really fast like Going 85 miles an hour and then just pulling the emergency brake. See, that's not going to go well, though. Aren't you just going to, like, do a bunch of donuts? No. No, probably not. I mean, maybe, depending on the car. But you might just roll into a barrel roll and flip into a, you know, depending on your vehicle, complete. I think you're just going to skid. That's. I mean, you, you would hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be fun. Sure. Well, if I knew I was going to survive it. Yeah. I'd probably that's what I that. just want to go have as much crazy fun as possible without harming anyone or myself, because what if it gets to the, say, end, and it ain't? Yeah, and when I wasn't, like, doing that, being crazy, I would probably start digging a hole. Oh, yeah. Like, like with the, the coolest tractors ever. Oh, yeah. And just building, like, a big bunker. Just start pouring a big concrete bunker, and, yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, let's try. Try to survive, you know. Yeah. Put a bunch of food in there. Might be a good time to take one of them cave tours. Take one of each animal and put it in there. Yeah. So you could save the planet. Noah's cave instead of Noah's Ark. <laughs> yeah. Be Amy's cave. <laughs> Amy's den. Come on uh, in. And I would only invite, you know, a few people. Mm. Like my mom and dad. Well, a lot of people probably wouldn't want to come because well, you've got all these animals in other, there. <laughs> uh, the, well, I would put the animals in their own bunk. They, they don't know it's the end of the world. They're getting mad that you've got them locked up inside Amy's cave. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, other people can do the same thing. They don't have to come to my cave. Yeah, they can, yeah, go build their own cave. Yeah, well, everybody what if you have multiple. It's the end the of the world, animals? people. You can get your own tractor and dig your own hole. Yeah, yeah. Would you let somebody use your tractor when you were done? No, there's many tractors. Could we dig dig a hole next to your hole? There's probably a tractor for every family out there. I don't know as if there's that many tractors, but there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Would you try to survive, or would you just be like, screw it? I think I'd try to survive. I, I mean, sort of. I would still steal that race car and drive it around as oh, fast yes. as I can. 
What do you mean it takes 15 minutes to get across town? Watch this. I'm wondering if the world's ending, if you're up in an airplane, is yeah. that safe? Like, would, would you survive that? I don't know. I mean, I think that's the theory, right? They, they, they say, like, if the president's in the air, the vice president's on the ground. They try not to keep them in the same. So, like, some one of them's going to go up, one of them's going to stay down. So I think that's kind of part of the doomsday preparation is, like, go up in the air with as much fuel as you got. So hopefully whenever it happens, it happens, and then you can come back down when things safe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you could be scuba diving, too, on oh, the other yeah. end. Or we could try to get a ride to the space station. Yeah. Yeah, that'd probably be a good. Go place. make good buddies with Elon Musk after he buys Twitter. Maybe he fly. You know, he's got got to have something, right? Yeah. Do you know anybody that knows him? Nope. Um, maybe we can get on that Blue Origin. Be like, well, let's go. Maybe we can build our own rocket. Come back in fifteen minutes. The things will be different. If the world was ending, mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out what we would do. Build yeah. a bunker. Go to space. I don't know. I'd probably try to do both and take save some animals. Just enjoy life. Yeah. Or do fun things with the fam. Mm-hmm. Speed in a car, things like that. Maybe ride a hot air balloon. Yeah, see what happens. But what if we were just here in South Dakota? What do you think all the South Dakota people would do if the world was ending? What do you mm. picture people doing? Running amok. Going and eating some caramel rolls. Col- yeah. Colonial House would be packed. Yep. So would Murphy's. Max out my credit card on Taco John's. <laughs> Dick and Jane's shelves empty. Yeah. You got all the bongs and the dillers. <laughs> People floating down Rapid Creek on the dinosaurs from Dinosaur Park. It would be crazy. Maybe go live with the dinosaurs. They made it, right? No, it was the opposite, Brandon. Oh, yeah. Whoop. Uh, but we came up with a Roadhouse 5. What would people in South Dakota do if the world was ending? The Roadhouse. Five. Top five things we would actually do in South Dakota if the world was about to end. Number five. Carve my face into Mount Rushmore. Number four, go streaking at Main Street Square through the fountains, you know. Just please give us all a warning <laughs> if that happens. Number three, go get high with Christy Nome. <laughs> Do you think she'd still be against it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Number two, go have sex in the whale at Storybook Island. <laughs> Again. I had no idea. Finally, number one, top five things we would actually do in South Dakota if the world was ending. Number one, finish Crazy Horse. The Roadhouse. Okay, something silly happened to my life. Okay. So we've been working out a lot. Oh, yeah. And I was taking a shower the -hmm. other night, and I feel like this sore spot on my boob. I like, feel weird talking like to you about sore, this. Sore, what do you mean? Like a bruise feeling? Or yeah. Like, a, like, okay. Yeah, so I'm like, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. And so I finish showering and everything, and I get out, and I'm drying off, and I look in the mirror, and there's like a black hole mm-hmm. on my boob. <laughs> I feel. I can't believe I'm talking to you. Well, hey. But, you know, you got to tell somebody. Hey, it's the breast idea you've ever had. <laughs> anyway. And so I start freaking out. I'm starting to tear up i call my husband in there and i'm like doug look at this Mm -hmm. and he's like i don't know what that is you know did he like step back like no not at all (laughs) because he saw that i was upset oh he's like it's okay it's probably like a spider bite or something was he hands-on in this inspection (laughs) no he wasn't (laughs) no because it hurt i wouldn't let anybody touch it it hurt oh because i squeezed it a little bit and it, it was bleeding oh 
And like there was blood everywhere. Ah. It was so bad. And so I'm like all emotional. Those are the parts you don't need to share. <laughs> I start Googling, of course. Oh, yeah, natural. And that's like the worst thing I could have done. Yeah. Because all of a sudden I have metastatic breast cancer. Oh, yeah. I've got, uh, I've also got staph infection. Oh, of course. Why not? <laughs> Shoot, throw it in there. There was also cyst on there. But I oh. couldn't find a picture that looked like my picture. Because I took oh. a picture of it. I sent it to my mom and my aunt. And they're like... Oh, my gosh. Because they were freaking out, too, so yeah. that made it worse. And yeah. then I sent it off to my cousin, who's a nurse, and she's uh-huh. like, yeah, you need to go to the doctor. Yep. And I'm like, could I go tomorrow, or do I need to go right now? You know, like I'm kind of having emergency? a breakdown. Yeah. She's like, you could probably wait tomorrow. But she had me check my temperature, mm-hmm. and she said, keep an eye on your temperature. If something happens, you need to go to the ER. That's wild. I know. So I'm, like, freaking out all night long, and... And we were here doing our show, yeah. and I'm like, I have to go to urgent care. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Why? Like, what are you doing and here? I, I was trying to keep it together. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And you're like, All fine, right. fine, fine. Mm-hmm. So I go to urgent care, and the doctor comes in, and she's like, you have folliculitis. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is that? I'm like, you just became my best friend because I thought I was going to die five yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> I thought this was it for me. That is so funny. Yeah, I guess it was from sweating in the sports bra, oh. rubbing. So I had to take a couple of days off of the gym. No. And now it's it's healing. I got a little cream. <laughs> got to wash it a couple times a day. <laughs> it's like my little pet that I have to take care of now. <laughs> I mean, I get like being chubby and stuff like that. I I get like, I don't know what you'd call them underneath my belly and my Dunlap disease. Okay. I don't know. I get like, I don't even know, zits or pimples or something, but they're almost like a boil or maybe. Mm. And not always. Pretty rare. Maybe six times in my life. And it's like, uh, that that's the only thing I can relate to being similar to what you have. I never go in. I'm always like, oh, well. Does it hurt? It's sore. It's tender. Like when you sit down, you could feel it. Or if you if you scratch, like when it's healing, it starts to itch or something. So you go to itch it and you're like, ow, it's kind of tender. Oh. Feels like a bruise or something. You know, it's sore. But I don't know. I never The first thing it. I thought of when I saw it was, there's a worm getting ready to crawl out of that hole. A worm? <laughs> yeah, because like, you see things on the internet. I'm like, there's gonna a worm's gonna stick its head out of this hole. Oh man! And I'm going to try to run away from it, and I can't. <laughs> oh boy, that's that. <laughs> a worm in your breast? Yeah. Oh gosh. But moral of the story here: when you have a wound, don't Google it. Leave yeah. it to the professionals. Just go and get it checked out. You know. Have somebody else take a gander at it other than, like, your husband. Yeah. Instead of a metastatic breast cancer worm, it was folliculitis. <laughs> we all know the story of the three bears. Yeah. Now you're about to hear the story of the five bears. Aww. There's a family that's been hearing the snoring noise hmm. in their home, and they just found out there's five bears hibernating underneath their house. <laughs> there's like a crawl space underneath their house. Uh, That's where the bears decided to go to sleep. That's kind of scary. <laughs> Listen to the noise. Wow. That's pleasant. Imagine hearing that while you're at the dinner table. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> you're watching a movie and it's a quiet part and you're like, what? Yeah. Did somebody just, you better not have. Or you're trying to sleep yourself and you're like, shut up, yeah. Papa Bear. Shut it off down there. That sounds like my wife. 
When my wife is sleeping real hard, that's what she sounds that's like. That's what she sleeps? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when Douglas is really tired, he snores like that. Uh, yeah. No. My mm-hmm. mom will wake up a whole neighborhood. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, no. That, uh, I, I, what do you do? I mean, a bear? Well, they had to call in officials. Okay. Apparently, this happens a lot. Yeah. So they get the mother bear out. Ooh, I would not want to be that person. <laughs> they wake her up. They get her out of there, and she calls to her cubs, and they just follow her out. <laughs> they've been evicted from their home. Uh, oh, but where did, where did they go? All the other places are taken. Yeah. Did they go sleep at their, their buddy's house? Are they like, can you please, you know, make room for me and my three kids here? Is there any room down there? They got to go, like, sleep like what? Like old undomesticated bears in a cave? Uh, you? No. <laughs> I want a house. Thank you very much. Where there's porridge. Yeah. Hello. Pour some porridge on me. I, w- I wonder if they're related to the three bears. Oh, yeah. Maybe they could go stay with them. This is like the extended cut. You know, you had the three bears. This is the three bears reboot. Yeah. They've added a couple. They have some foster kids. It's kind of like the Brady Bunch. You know, maybe it's like a couple bear families got together. You know, the dad's off working. You know, the mom bears at home yes. with all the cubs. And they live happily ever after. Yeah. See, I was very concerned about this mother and her three cubs. Now, Brandon, thanks to you. Yeah. I feel better. I can sleep tonight. You're welcome. So you have a new kid that's driving. Yeah, that's right. My son's been driving around all by himself, and uh, it's stressful. He even got a job. I'm kind of scared. He got a job. Uh, Congratulations. He hasn't started there yet, so I don't know how long it'll last, but um, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) no, but he's, uh, he's driving all by himself to school and whatnot, and his mom lives out in Somerset. I live obviously out in the valley, so quite the commute back and forth if whatever's going on. The nicest thing is is that he's got practice, so I don't have to like haul him to practice or if they all of a sudden have to rush to a batting practice, I don't have to do that. But yeah, I mean, what's it going to be like if Michael starts driving? I will die. Yeah. I don't even like him driving the Hot Wheels vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it's it's a scary thing because you're like, one, you're scared. What if he does something wrong? You know, I don't want him getting hurt. Uh, I don't want him to get, like, in trouble or an accident or anything like that or scare him. And, but you, you, you also kind of get worried, like, <laughs> I hope he doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> you yeah. Know? No, they're both my kids are pretty good drivers. They're very, very uh, – his first day of driving, actually, he was on his way to school, and he was at a four-way stop sign. Let everybody understands the turns, you know, like get everybody the turns. He went to go and somebody just took off. Oh. And so he stopped. Well, then we got a message from somebody that we know that works at the school saying if he wouldn't have stopped, he would have got T-boned by a parent that wasn't paying attention. That just took off. Was just, you know, because you know how school zones are. People are rude. And yeah. it's like, come on, just chill out. It's a school zone. Like, just take your time. And, uh. He went to go, and she took off and would have just ran right into him, not paying attention. That's scary. He stopped, so I guess there's that. I feel for you, because I don't even like Michael riding on the sidewalk on his bike. Yeah, it is kind of scary. Because I'm like, somebody's going to back out of their driveway, you oh, know? Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, that happens. It does. I'm such a helicopter parent. I don't know what I'm going to do when he's a teenager. Oh, you just got to let him go. Let him run amok. You know what I mean? By then, you'll be so sick of them, you'll be like, go. Just go. <laughs> and please survive. And survive and get back here soon. Go. Come back soon. Because you got chores to do. Yeah, exactly. So this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, it's got to be the most entertaining thing I've ever seen in my life. 
yeah. I mean, it's a serious, it's a serious topic. But watching Johnny Depp on the stand is hilarious. It's it's an unfortunate situation, but it's funny the memes and the videos that are coming out, and then just the. Uh, yeah, just as an example, let's just share with them yes, yeah. part of this Amber Heard's attorney yeah. questioning him. Yeah. Johnny Depp reportedly drank heavily and was constantly late on the new Pirates movie set. Did I read that right? You did, reportedly. Johnny Depp's financial woes might sink the next Pirates of the Caribbean. Did I read that right? You did. I don't know. The next article, May 25th, 2017. Where did it all go wrong for Johnny Depp? After a string of flops and a ton of bad press, Johnny Depp's star power looks as wobbly as Jack Sparrow on a plank. Did I read that right? You read that very, very well. The next one, Hollywood Reporter, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Diminishing Returns of Johnny Depp. Did I read that right? You certainly did. Hollywood Reporter were very nice to me. At the time. July 12th, 2017. Headline, Johnny Depp allegedly showed up drunk to movie premiere, reports say. Did I read that correctly? reports say... This is hearsay. June 21st, 2018, mm-hmm. a Rolling Stone article entitled The Trouble with Johnny Depp, multi-million dollar lawsuits, a haze of booze and hash, a marriage gone very wrong, and a lifestyle he can't afford. Did I read that right? You did. You should read the article. It's and the wonderful. last one, Daily Mail, vodka for breakfast, 72-hour drug binges, and spending sprees that beggar belief. Allison Boshoff reveals why Hollywood's reeling over what's being called Johnny Depp's career suicide note. Did I read that correctly? You did. Who's Allison Boshoff and how does she know? Mr. Smarty Pants. I yeah. love how the the attorney's just trying to break him down. He's like, yeah, you reportedly wow. said that, right? Uh, you read that very well. That's cool. First time reading reports of movies or whatever. I mean, like. They always say outlandish, dumb things about stars. And all the things they're saying about him, I'm like, I don't know Johnny Depp. I don't follow him very closely. But none of this is a surprise to me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I would assume this is how he lives his life. Yeah. It's almost like he is Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he fit the role so well. You know? (laughs) Like, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Because aren't they married? Obviously, that's why they're in court. And so they're fighting over assets and... It's like a whose fault is it? But I think he's saying that he's kind of a victim more so than her. And she's trying to say, no, it was all him. He was on these drunken binges and drugs and burger, burger, burger. But she was right there with him. Didn't she like chop off the tip of his finger? That's that's what I heard, too. The rumor I heard. I don't actually know. But I, I just sit back and go, jeez. When I first heard about the story, I was like, this kind of... I don't know. Johnny Depp seems different to me now. It seems to me like he's using these circumstances to look like a victim. Hmm. When really he almost seems like a bully to me. Not somebody that would be domestically abusive, but Hmm. just sarcastic all the time. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, kind of emotionally just overdone. One of those people that's always got a smart remark. Everything you say. Kind of yeah. like you. No. Yeah, but he's way better at it than me. <laughs> but yeah, he's way smarter than me. But yeah, it, I agree. I could see that getting old after a while. And maybe that pushed, you know, Amber to a, her limits. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? But And then the things that she's done to him, I'm like, 
who are these people? Look how beautiful she is. Yeah. And then you hear about how she is at home and private. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Either way you look at it, I just feel bad for them. Both, really. You know, they're in a relationship. And everything they've ever done is being brought to light. You know, every text message, everything they've ever done. Exactly. But what are they going to be known for when this is all said and done? They're all going to be known for the couple that uh, the girl shit in his bed. So, so far in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case, what have we learned? We learned that she went doo-doo in the bed. <laughs> she chopped off the tip of his finger. Yeah. Uh, he was a alcoholic and a drug addict. Yep. Uh, she's psycho. Yeah. And he can never be serious. Nope. Yep. These are all things I knew, except for I didn't know that about her. You know what I mean? Like You never would have guessed by I looking never, at her. No. Never would have guessed that, like, I think even in my darkest days, you push me to the ultimate limits. Uh, purposely pooping in the bed, it's not one of the things I think I would do, nor any girl I've ever seen or been with would do. That's so gross. I'm not sure what to do if a girl did that to me. You know I, what I mean? I Came would, and laid one on the pillow next to me. I'd I have just, to burn that bed. I There's no way I could ever sleep in that just bed never, again. You have to get the smell out. It's like, what? This is weird. But I... <laughs> I, I just, I never expected her to be that level of crazy. Him and his personality and the way he is, I expected that. I actually kind of assumed that's how Johnny Depp was. <laughs> yeah, know? drinking the rum. He's Jack one, Sparrow. Yeah, one of the point, they were like, this case here looks like it could fit a lot of coke in it. Do you agree? Oh, uh, yeah, I I. I don't know, but I would assume a lot of coke could fit in that. You know, <laughs> yeah. like just, and I'm just like, well, and it just goes to show that you never know what goes on at home. You can't judge no. a book by its cover. You, you can't, can't judge a person by their appearance. You just never know what goes on at home. You just don't. No, no matter who you're standing next to, you don't know what that person's going through. You don't, and it's and it's hard in relationships too because like you look at this, everything in their relationship is being brought to light. Every text message, every review, everything is being brought up and in front of the world now. So all of your, I mean, how many times have you ever said anything to your significant other and you're like, gosh, that was dumb. You know, oh, I am so yeah. exactly. I am so sorry for that. Imagine everything you've ever said, text message or in a yell being brought up in a court of law and then being broadcasted over the United States. Or in previous relationships, you know, the arguments and things that were said, I would be completely embarrassed and I'd have to move away. So that's what they're going through right now. And I feel really bad for them both uh, just for that. But relationships are hard. Mm -hmm. And if anybody is struggling with domestic abuse out there, reach out for help. You're not alone. Mm -mm. Tons of people have been there and possibly even going through at the same time you are correct i mean man or woman if you're a man suffering or if you're a woman it reach out and get some help it's not worth it there's nothing this is the 10th anniversary of my friend morgan who got murdered in the walmart parking lot because of a domestic violence and that is a perfect example of don't take things too lightly take it seriously Take it for yourself seriously. Go get some help. And also, if your friend says something, don't say, oh, whatever. She'll get over it. He'll get over it. You know, be serious about it. Look into it because that might be the last time you see him. Sometimes it really blows my mind how people make it in this world. Yeah. You get rewarded for bad behavior. Yeah. Like this little, I just want to say bad words. Huh. You remember the catch me outside girl from Dr. Phil? 
Well, her real name is Danielle Brigoli. Oh. She's also a rapper and a social media star <laughs> under the name Bad Bobby, like Barbie. She's but, a rapper? Yeah. I've never heard her jams. She's also flipping rich. Yeah. Because of the whole Dr. Phil thing. Because she started an OnlyFans page. Oh, boy. She's $50 million rich. Wow. Can you believe this? Jeez. She posted all the information from her earnings page from her OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and it's super legit. She grossed about $53 million and cleared $43 million after giving OnlyFans her cut. Wow. That might be before taxes, but still... I'm so upset about that. Jeez. But you got to think there's probably a lot of overhead. <laughs> oh, my God. In uh, OnlyFans. So, yeah. You never know. Hey. What do you think is going to happen when you happen to steal somebody's car that decides that they're going to drop a hammer on you and prosecute you to the full extent of the that law? Dad, I do my time in jail. Jail ain't nothing. That's what I always do, and they never catch me. Ain't nobody going to catch me. Because you're too streetwise? Yup. And all these hoes laughing like something funny. She's talking about the audience, that they're laughing at her. Did you say the, the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are a bunch of hoes? Yep. Catch me outside, how about that? Huh? Catch me outside, how about that? Catch you outside? Catch her outside means she'll go outside and do what she has to do. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love Dr. <laughs> Phil's voice. Um, did you just say ho? Did you just call the audience a ho? Can you believe that piece of trash is catch worth $50 million? Well, so now upset. she's like, catch me outside in my limo. Like, I do, I've never wanted to hurt anybody. But yeah. like when she opens her mouth, I kind of want to. You want to go catch her outside? I do. And I will catch you. <laughs> I just, I, I think it's amazing because, you know, she's just taking advantage of how stupid people are how we all are somebody's paying she didn't just get 50 million dollars she didn't win it somebody's paying her to watch her do talk or do whatever i mean i can't listen to her talk either but at the same token this is where we're at in the world what is only fans i don't 100 percent know i really don't i thought it was more like a webcam kind of a situation will i get something. in trouble if i type it in only shoot i don't know give it a shot why not (laughs) she's not the first one to do this though the kardashians are doing the same thing just not on OnlyFans. maybe they are nobody knows but i'm just saying no they don't have only fans pages they might but they don't need to they have a tv show keeping up with the kardashians it's the same thing they they got rich off of a sex tape same thing yes yeah but i mean at least they have a little bit of class do they now do like they? this girl's like catch me outside because i'm ghetto all because know? she talks different is oh, she any disgusting different? the way she that's talks. a kardashian that's all she is she's a ghetto kardashian like if you went on the wish app and you ordered a kardashian she would show up i like dinosaur movies and everything i love all the jurassic park movies yeah, they're okay because they're not real mm-hmm. i would never be okay with bringing dinosaurs back no I, i'm not into it Mm-mm. Well, there's people supporting efforts to keep species from going and extinct. Wow. And there's people that would actually be okay with bringing dinosaurs back. We're talking 74% of the people that were asked wow. said, yeah, bring them back. No, thank you. That's I don't a think lot so. Of people. They could use genetic science possibly to bring them back. <laughs> no, I don't. So I just don't think it's a good idea. 
And they even selected the the species that they would be okay with. The giant tortoise, yeah, because they're, they're slow. But we have tortoises. Not giant ones. Yeah, we don't need a giant one. What about a passenger pigeon? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I like the name of it. Passenger means like it's big enough we can ride on it? Uh, yeah. Also on this list, the northern white rhinoceros. No! Those are aggressive animals. That's wild. The dodo bird. Isn't that off of the movie Up? Yeah. That's a real thing? I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would, I would be okay with the dodo bird. There's way bird. more dinosaurs than I thought. <laughs> a Caribbean monk seal. Huh? Yeah. They go to church. <laughs> I don't monk. know. I've never seen a monk seal. The Tasmanian tiger. Giant sloths. Tasmanian tiger? Sounds horrible. Uh, since Looney Tunes, anything with the word Tasmanian in it, I'm like, ooh, yeah. getting kind of wild. The woolly mammoth. Hmm. Those, that would be kind of Wasn't a big cool. elephant? Yeah, with hair. Oh, uh, yeah. It'd be cuddly, you know. And finally, the saber-toothed tiger. That was my high school mascot. See, I'm, I'm against it. So let's pretend, okay? We're sitting here doing our show. We're talking. We're, oh, my gosh, can you believe the Kardashians or whatever, right? We're talking about whatever. And all of a sudden, outside of our window, here comes little old T-Rex walking by. You know, <laughs> we're on the second floor, with his, which is nothing for him. Maybe I, we're eye level. And he, he comes walk on with his little arms and and he just looks at us what are we supposed to do it's live radio we supposed to just pause and be like hold on uh we're gonna have to pause really quick because we got t-rex standing outside our window i don't like the train out here when it comes one by. little swipe and we're gone he reaches his head in here eats us both little snack <laughs> gummy bears if you will but like sorry t you're not on till tomorrow yeah i look like a gummy bear to a t-rex we could replace dr bj with the t-rex <laughs> yeah that's the love advice i want a little t-rex he's so frustrated with his little arms he can't do nothing on his own we've been talking about bringing dinosaurs back to this world i don't think there's room for any no no room where do you put them unless we kept them on an island yeah i'd be okay with those big long neck dinosaurs that eat the trees they swim that's the only thing i i think i think they, they do swim. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, have you ever seen like a any sort of lizard in water? They just snakes. Maybe the great whites would eat them. Ugh, no, I bet you they could beat up a great white. You think so? I don't know. I'm against it. I'm just saying. But I don't think it's what good idea. if, Brandon? What if T Rex was here in Rapid City? Um, I mean, uh, no. Mm-mm. What do you think he would say? Let's do a Roadhouse Five about it. Okay. The Roadhouse Five. Okay, Roadhouse 5, top five things the T-Rex would say if it was brought back to life. Number five, where's Steven Spielberg? That SOB owes me residuals. Number four, why am I all over your kid's footy pajamas? What's (laughs) up with that? Number three, can you itch my nose? My arm won't reach. Oh, that'd be so frustrating. Yeah, it would. Number two, can I poop anywhere like Amber Heard? (laughs) That one's for you, Johnny. And top five things the T-Rex would say if it was brought back to life. Number one, whoa, Joe Biden's still alive? The Roadhouse. Happy Thursday. It's uh, Thursday on the Roadhouse, so we have the mailbag where, you know, if you have a question or some advice, then you can email us, you can open mic us, you could text us your question, whatever it takes, just get a hold of us, message us on our social media, doesn't matter, if you have, you know, something weird you want some advice on, it could be anonymous like this one, 
He says, you can call me Charlie. <laughs> okay, Charlie. So Charlie wrote this. This is what he said. So my wife and I hang out with her friend and husband a lot. I don't mind them. I mean, it's more her friend than it is mine, I would say, but, but I don't mind hanging out with them at all. My problem is this, and this is what I need your advice with. When we hang out with them at each other's houses, the husband is always talking a lot of trash about his wife, complaining about nothing at all, talking really bad things about her, almost in a way to kind of get me to talk bad about my wife or something. And I'm not saying my marriage is all peaches and cream, but I don't have much to complain about. He complains about the dumbest things. And at first, I was like, hey, I'll be a friend. This guy just needs an outlet, something to vent, you know, someone to vent to. But he does it so much, I wonder if he thinks that that's what we are supposed to do as husbands. We just get together, complain about our wives. So how do I break it to him that, one, I don't want to listen to it, and two, we don't have to complain about our wives all the time. We could have normal dude conversations about other normal men things, and uh, if it's really that bad, maybe he should go see someone about it, right? So help me out, Roadhouse. How do I break it to him? Well, you know, I that's tough. I've actually been in similar situations as a man. I wish Amy was here for this, too, because... You know, when you're over hanging out with, you're kind of forced to be a friend with a guy. Now, me personally, I can get along with anyone, even if we have different views on everything and anything. I don't care. I'll find something in common with them and be friends with them. It really doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I, I like new people, but it is difficult sometimes, especially if all of a sudden you're thrown into some crazy situation that you've got to be invested in. Like if they're complaining about their wife or a friend or their child or something, you feel like, oh, no, now I have to actually be invested in this conversation. I have to kind of help this person out. But how do you get out of it? Maybe I guess my advice would be to maybe just say, hey, man, I, you know, let's 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 find about something else to talk about. I don't you know, I think your wife is great. Now, either one or two things can happen. He's going to quit talking to you or, you know, he, he just keeps going then you just say you hate hanging out with them charlie that's what you do charlie so let me know open mic me shoot us a text message let us know how would you help charlie out in his situation he's got a a wife's friend's husband that keeps complaining about her and he doesn't really want to listen to it is what it's coming down to so open mic me or text me let me know and the couple does split up, and I'm sure that they will, I would offer said recording to the highest bidder. <laughs> oh, blackmail is such an ugly word, but it can be profitable. You gotta keep the bro code, man. You can't, can't break it with the bros, but maybe you can talk to them about it and uh, explain to them that, you know, you don't really want to hear his complaining or his bitching about it. <laughs> so I, that's my advice to Charlie. I have been in the middle of something like this before. My biggest recommendation, I would just make sure whatever that guy is doing when he's hanging out with that other dude is a distraction. Redirect his attention. Don't give him the opportunity to even have a conversation. Uh, Play VR. Play something that you just can't talk over. So I'm sitting here with Stitch. 
from Hot 93.1, and uh, the mailbag question of the day is, you know, Charlie, he <laughs> yeah. says his name is. He's going through some issues. Going through some issues. He has to. We've all been. You've been married before. I've been married before. Yeah. Still, oh, you I'm still are. Again. Well, you're married again, yeah. yeah. And so it's like. You know, you, sometimes you got to go hang out with your wife's friends. Yeah. You got to deal with the other end of it, the, right. the husband or whatever. Whatever the case may and, be. Yeah. And, uh, and you just kind of got to take it for what it is. But in his situation, all he does is complain about his wife. Yeah, the guy's fr- the wife's yeah. friend, the guy, husband, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. How, do, how do you explain that? But yeah, and so he's complaining about the guy, but how do you, how does he, how do you help this Charlie feller out? Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It, how do you break it to his? How does he break it to the guy? Look, I don't, I don't mind hanging out with you, but I don't really want to sit here and listen to you. I feel like you just do that exactly. I mean, like me personally, like I'm pretty blunt. Like if mm-hmm. I'm, like I don't want to hear about it. So I'm either gonna a walk away and do my own thing, or I'm gonna come up with excuses to not go. Be like, sorry, babe, I'm gonna just sit here and play, uh, yeah. you know, NBA 2K or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just not gonna go. Or you just, you just literally straight up tell him, hey, man, like obviously you have an issue so a i guess i'd maybe dive in a little bit further i'd be like have you communicated these things with your wife if you have so many issues that you're complaining about have you talked to her about them have you tried therapy (laughs) maybe therapy would work or Mm -hmm. you know if you're that complaining about it you know and it's always that thing Maybe yeah. you should really rethink your whole life, and then maybe just <laughs> look at this dude. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> it's time for dummy of the day. We're sitting in here with our good buddy D Ray Knight. How, How are you? So Amy's not here, huh? No, she's so you... off getting surgery on her shoulder. Or something oh. about scar tissue. Something something. Oh wow! Wow, that's yeah. that's like wow. Okay, th- they say that it's a one hundred percent success rate. Everybody that's had the surgery she's getting, every single one of them have been pain free and better ever since. So well, she's excited good. about wow. it. Wow, she's like having Tommy John surgery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's out for the season, but okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, since she's not here, and we know that she has a penchant <laughs> for poo jokes. <laughs> Let's do a dummy of the day about poo. Let's do it for yeah, Amy. For Amy. This is dedicated to Amy. Yeah. It's actually pretty tragic. There's a woman in uh, Utah who crashed her car into two cyclists, two bicyclists, right? <laughs> oh. She's driving along and she runs into these two bicyclists and she takes off. It's like a hit and run. But later on, she but she stops shortly thereafter. I mean, she hits mm-hmm. the two cyclists, takes off. And then hits a curb, and she stopped there. Yep. And so the police arrive. And they ask her, of course, do the investigation. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Why? How? Why did you do this? Well, and so you're going, okay, so what was it? Was it, like, alcohol-related? No. Mm-hmm. Drugs? No. You know, distracted driving? You okay, know? Maybe. You know? Phone? Yeah. yeah. I was the cool dad. That sending, guy, right? Sending yeah. too many poop emojis. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, close. <laughs> Funny you should say that, Brando. Her excuse was IBS. Oh. Irritable bowel syndrome. Hey, yes. That's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. But her excuse was she hit the bicyclist, killing them. Killing them, mind you. What? Killing them. Killed them? She killed them, mind you, because she pooped herself. <laughs> because- 
I mean, so usually it would be like, you know, you hit oh. something and then, then it's afterwards. But no, this was before. Oh, boy. You know, so it's not like a chicken or egg argument. Yeah. So she, Julie, Julie and Budge, <laughs> also known as Fudgy Budge. You can't make this up. Uh, this is not made up. That's her name. Julie Ann Budge, 47, told officers she was taking multiple medications for several various issues. One of which was irritable bowel syndrome. IBS has been causing her to, um, uh, on poo on herself without warning. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to clean it up a little bit. It, it causes her to release upon yeah. herself, defecate without defecate. You can say okay, defecate without warning. Yeah. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Just be meandering about. Yeah. These sure are some beautiful flowers. Exactly. Whoa. So she began uncontrollably <laughs> defecating on herself while driving, so she swerved. I don't, I mean. Yeah. How did, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I know, gosh. I know, I know. So these poor two guys, they, they, they were brothers, too. Oh. And they were in town for a cycling event, and they <laughs> were killed. Now. When she was arrested, now this is this is where it gets interesting in terms of the investigation. The officer did a field sobriety test on her, which she failed. Okay, so well, she's walking with poo in her pants. Well, well, that's it, though. Wait a second. I mean, if that indeed was the reason, yeah, the investigation into that would be fairly easy. Yeah, your your stagger, your gait is going to be changed. Your gait would be changed, plus just the, the smell, <laughs> the smell, the load. Yeah, if you will. I mean, you're off kilter. So, in other words, so basically, what happened is that she was arrested for the DUI oh. because I guess the old the the poo excuse didn't pass the smell test. Da 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 da. Bananas. Okay, have you ever thought about how much a billion dollars was? Come with me on this journey. I'm going to try to put it in perspective how much a million, how much a billion dollars is. Let's put it, we're all middle class Americans here, you know, whatever that means, twenty to $60,000 a year, something like that. So let's think about it. Like really, a million dollars is a lot of money. Now you hear about people, like especially if you follow sports like I do, whether it be the NFL, the NBA, or the MLB, the players getting... $400 million for five years or whatever, and uh, for whatever. And then people buying businesses. Oh, he bought this business for, you know, $1.2 million. And you're like, oh, you know, people throw the number out there like it's nothing. But uh, you think about it like this. Okay, the Powerball jackpot right now, if you were to buy a ticket and win it this, and win it, win it, win it this coming Monday, you would get $421 million if you did it in whatever annuity or whatever. But if you took the lump sum, you'd get $252.1 million. Now, to put that in perspective, if I won the lump sum, $252 million, if I had won that lump sum of money, then I could pay off my house, my parents' house, I could buy cars for everybody, and maybe pay off my brother's homes, and I'd be at, you know, the two million range. And I'd still have $250 million for myself to do whatever, right? To do, I mean, what do you do at that point? You, you quit your job? Do you just buy your job? Do you buy wherever you work? You own it now? Because, I mean, shoot, you're looking for something to invest in. <laughs> you have $250 million. So you think about that, and that's in the million-dollar sense, right? The $250 million, um, And then you think about it into a billion. 
250 million is only a quarter, one quarter of a billion dollars. Did you know a billion has nine zeros behind it? You write it out on a, some calculators have troubles with putting a billion dollars into them. One, if you take one billion and you divide it by 100 years, divide it by 100, that's $10 million a year that you're gonna be getting for 100 years. If you take that $10 million that you're getting every year, divide it by 12 months, so if you were to get a check every month, let's just say, it'd be $833,333.33 a month. So that means that you could get $833,333.33 a month for the next 100 years just to get to your $1 billion. Oh, isn't that crazy? If your family got a billion dollars, it would change your life forever. Your grandkids and your kids' as kids, grandkids' as kids' grandkids would all feel the, the ripple effect of your $1 billion that you got. Now, to put that all into perspective, Elon Musk just spent $44 billion on Twitter. That's a lot of money. The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon presents Dream Job Alert. A public service to inform our listeners about employment opportunities that pay a ridiculous amount of money to do stupidly easy things. And now, today's Dream Job. So how many people out there love tacos? I can, honestly can't think of a single person that doesn't like tacos. Now, there's different styles of tacos, and I do know people that don't like, you know, fish tacos. They don't like these certain tacos. with Maybe they don't like all the peppers and the onions and everything. Other people do. You know, whatever, right? But deep down inside, we all like tacos. You might have a taco in your hand right now as you're listening to this. It's a little early, but still tacos for breakfast let's go breakfast tacos breakfast burritos get at me anyway i'm telling you all this because there is a dream job if you are a huge taco fan you could become a chief taco officer ten thousand dollars for two months of work and all you got to do is go out and explore the history and the culture behind the most iconic foods in the lone star state of texas yeah that's right you just travel around Texas, trying out tacos, and just hanging out with probably the best people in the world. You've got different sauces, different meats, different peppers, pico de gallo. What? Oh, I mean, this is like a, a dream come true for us uh, taco connoisseurs, if you will. Taco lovers. I love tacos. All you got to do is apply at favordelivery.com before May 12th. And uh, you could become a chief taco officer. You know, I've never even been to Texas. There'd be no other way to take in all of Texas, just traveling around, trying out tacos for two months and getting paid 10 grand. That, my friends, is a dream job. Our good buddies, Judd Hoos, you know, they're on the American Songwriting Competition and they're touring throughout the Midwest all summer long. So I'm going to pull up a time when we called Shane... <laughs> and asked for drum lessons. You know, the famous Shane Funk, the drummer for Judd Hoos. Let's see what happened. Hi, this is Shane. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Al Donnelly, and I was given your number to inquire about some drum lessons. I've always wanted to become a drummer, and somebody said you were probably one of the better drummers in the uh, region. 
Where are you calling from? Yeah, I, I live right down here in uh, Pollock, actually, is where I, I live from. I've seen you guys up here a couple of times. Oh, okay. I thought maybe we could up. meet up and yeah. uh, come to, if I don't know where you're from, but I could come to where you're at. I got nothing else to do right now. Uh, heard you were good uh, with the stick. Your Rapid City. It kind of threw me off a little bit. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, yeah, I, pick, I guess I picked the phone up in Rapid City. Maybe that's why. I don't, I'm not really sure, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, I've got a first act kit drum set that I got at the Walmarts on sale. It was a clearance last Christmas, and I just haven't really touched it much. Some of the symbols are a little cracked because my dog got after it. But I just didn't know if <laughs> maybe there was something uh, we could do. I could meet up. You could teach me how to tune up my first act and really get after it. Yeah, yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah, I don't know. What do lessons cost from the legendary Shane Funk? Oh, generally about a thousand bucks an hour. That's not bad. I could throw that out real quick. A thousand bucks an hour. What the? Come on. What are we getting favors on that one too, or something? That's a lot yeah, of money. That's a about half price. Kind of train are we riding here? <laughs> Who is this? It's Amy and Brennan from the Roadhouse, man. Thanks for playing along, Shane, and a good old classic prank call. If you have somebody you think would be fun to prank call, get a hold of us, let us know, hit us up on the text line or open mic us, we'll see what we can do. Using somebody's fake ID is something I personally would tell you to not do. If you're young and you're listening, if you're not of an age of to do something and you need somebody's fake ID, don't do it. I'm just saying don't do it because depending on how you obtained that ID, if you stole it, you borrowed it, you used it, somebody's getting some pretty big trouble. And it might be you. It might be the person's ID. I don't know, right? I'm not a cop. I'm just telling you, man, it's not going to go good for you. Like, for instance, this Florida man, he took it to a whole nother level. Matter of fact, he used his twin brother's ID. Yeah, You'd think, hey, you're in the clear, right? You could use your twin brother ID, but not for what he did. No, he didn't just use it to buy some booze or do anything. Obviously, it's his twin. Um, Wayne Bowen is 64, and he was sentenced recently in a Jacksonville federal court because according to the court records, uh, he used his brother's stolen identity to obtain tens of thousand dollars in military veteran benefits. <laughs> yeah, for real, though. Yeah, and now he has to pay back $63,773 in restitution because according to the plea agreement, Bowen used his name, his twin brother's name, social security card, and military discharge papers to get into some federal subsidized housing and as well as get some of his other benefits. That's ridiculous, right? Finally, he admitted that he he, he he was never served in the military, and it's his twin brother's ID. What he was telling people is that him and his twin brother both served in the military. It's not true. Only his twin brother served. So I'm telling you, it ain't worth it. Don't use somebody's ID. This homeboy is going to jail for a long time, and he's got to pay back a lot of money. I've got a story where I was with some people, and we used a fake ID to get into a bar downtown. And it didn't go well for some of us. Stick around. Okay, fake ID story. Uh, circa doesn't really matter. And who I was with also don't really matter. <laughs> but they're probably listening. Or at least one of them is. But do you remember back in the day there used to be this place called uh, Fatty McGee's downtown? Now it's church. And uh, <laughs> But one time we went in there and I was the only one that was 21 um i'm i'm a shade year two older than the couple of girls that i was with 
And that's all you're going to know about those people. But we go up in there. Both of them got fake IDs. I'm trying to tell them it's a bad idea. We go rolling up on it hard. We figure there's a line. That place used to be so busy, right? There was a line out the door. You got dudes right there checking your ID. When you walk up, they got flashlights. Uh, They're like blue or something. I don't know what they're supposed to see with them. I've never been a bouncer. But they're looking at them. They're looking. They're shining the light in your face. They're intimidating you. And, uh, I mean, they even went as far as remembering the person's names, their addresses. Cause you know, that was kind of the thing. They'd look at the ID. They look at you. They look at the ID. They look back up at you and they're like, okay, what's your address? Well, if you don't know your own address, you know, obviously, duh, that's a fake ID. Nope. So the person I was with remembered the person's name, which was a weird one, not related. And the address, which was also weird because it was like from California. Then the other person, though, with the sister's ID had it down pretty pat. Me and the one girl get through and the third or the second girl that I was with, the third person, um, it was taking a little longer. And we're like, oh, no, this is not going to be good. But honestly, she looked just like the person on the ID, you know, um, they were related <laughs> and, uh, she was using like her sister's ID. And so it was like, <laughs> we're just standing in line and we're kind of waiting for, her. but also the other person I was with also had a fake ID. So we don't really want to hang out, you know, if she's like getting busted. So we kind of go off. Now, the way that place was laid out is the, the one level that you walked in on was kind of a sports bar kind of vibe upstairs was straight club. You know what I mean? Like music, dancing, people everywhere, just having a good time. So we decided we probably would be better off up there. So we meander up there, but we're kind of hanging out, looking at the stairs. We're, we're catching our vibe on waiting. And, um, she never came up. So we get on stairs and we thought there's only one way and we need to just walk out of here. You know what I'm saying? And, and see where she's at. As we're walking out, we see her in handcuffs, and she's getting cuffed and stuffed. <laughs> Turns out, long story short, guess what? She had her sister's ID. Guess who the bouncer was? A classmate of her sister. Yeah, so small town. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to use fake IDs. People know people around here. So I'm just, it's a word of advice for everybody. We had to get all of our money together and go bounce her out of jail because we didn't want to get in trouble, even though we're pretty sure she did. But that's my fake ID story. So I'm just saying it ain't worth the hassle. We could have gotten a lot more trouble than we did if, uh, you know, say the sister wouldn't have been okay with it. And, you know, it's just it got dissolved. Everything's good. But all I'm saying is some people could have went to jail for a lot longer than just a few hours. Don't be using fake IDs. Well, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for a health adventure update, update, update. And, uh, but to be honest with you, I can't believe how much better I feel. I was actually, I'm battling a little bit of the plan, plantar fasciitis, whatever that is, or whatever in your foot, you know, where the muscle on the bottom of your foot, you hear about it a lot in the NFL and, uh, athletes struggling because of it. And I'm like, I used to think they were kind of weak, you know what I mean? But to be honest with you, this this thing I got going on here, this plantar fasciitis, is not fun. And uh, what sucks is you can walk around, you could do things, and it kind of hurts. Not really, but as soon as you try to like actually do something, run, or then it hurts, and not so much right away, but it hurts the rest of the day. 
And that's that's where I'm at. So I'm going to the gym, I'm working out, and all of a sudden the rest of the day I'm like, I gotta ice my hoof. You know, like this isn't fun at all. I don't like this. Softball season's right around the corner. You know, are you a softball player? That's that's what I've been training for. And I'm excited to say that on my health adventure, I started it because I told myself I'll never be 300 pounds. And then I jumped on a scale and it was 310 or so pounds. And I will let you know that I am right at 300 now. Yeah, I've dropped 10 pounds. And for multiple days, I've jumped on the scale just to make sure I wasn't catching myself on a light day. I haven't yet dropped below that 300, but it's like 300 point whatever. And I'm like right there. And I think I'll be able to notice the moment I shed that three number. Because there's no way a dude my height needs to be 300 pounds, you know, unless he's a pro athlete of some kind, like for food, you know, eating competitions. But either way you look at it, I'm extremely happy with my results so far. I feel a lot better. I feel healthier. My blood pressure has actually gone down. I went into the doctor a while back, right when we started our health adventure, me and Amy did. And my blood pressure was okay. But I went in the other day to check in on the downtown Bonanza and me and the wife possibly having a baby and the blood pressure was down and it wasn't necessarily high. It was just better. And I'm like, let's go, you know, getting that blood flowing. Homeboy feels a lot better. I can, I can tell. So join us if you can get in some health adventure. It's past the point of uh new year's resolutions it's not it's not really about that now it's about being healthier and just being the best you you can be and changing your life that, that's what i'm into pretty soon i'm gonna be as as sexy as all get out and you know what you guys are just gonna have to deal with it it's time for our tuesday teacher spotlight and sometimes teachers are not just teachers but they're life coaches and yeah. Brandon found this recording online that we'd like to share with you. My favorite teacher would have to be Coach Baker because I moved here last year because of family issues that's going on in Tahlequah. And when I first moved here, he was he stepped up and he helped me get through the school year. And he just he taught me never give up and always worked for my hardest. And that's what I've ever done. He's like a life coach because I never thought I would make it my senior year in high school. I never thought that. Because I always tell him, that I was, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. He's like, that's what life coach is for. He's like, I'm a life coach. I'm not just your basketball coach. I'm not just your, the, I'm not just your history teacher. He's like, I'm your life coach now. He's like, it's a forever thing. I was like, you know it. If he was sitting where you're sitting right now, I would have to say thank you for not ever giving up on me when everyone else did. Just being a kid is not easy these days, let alone if you have issues going on at home on top of that. So hats off to this teacher, this coach, Coach Baker, that stepped up to help yeah. Sydney because there's lots of kids out there that struggle and they don't talk to anybody, but always know that there's a teacher out there that'll listen to you. Yeah, make you feel a lot better. I mean, very well could have just been the coach, could have just came in, collect his paycheck, did what he had to do. But he's seen somebody in need that that could possibly be somebody great, reached out and made a difference in her life, and especially when she was very vulnerable, you know, and way to go, teacher. That's yeah. that's exactly what we're talking about. Teachers aren't just teachers, and coaches aren't just coaches, and it truly takes passion and heart to do these jobs, and, yep. and thank you to all the teachers and coaches out there that are listening. 
we'd like to get some new local teacher spotlights. So if you are out there and you're listening to this, you like this segment, we love it, but we need some local ones. So please yes. share some stories with us. If you have, you don't have to have a recording, you don't have to have a video, just a story, and we'd love to share it. We get messages all the time. Thank you so much for doing that Tuesday Teacher Spotlight. And some people have even mentioned, I'd like to hear some local stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we would too. Yeah. So we, we don't know the stories unless you share them with us. So do that. You can do that via text line, open mic. You can call us or even leave a voicemail message at 605-389-3456. It's a feel-good moment. Today's feel-good moment comes from Kathy. She says, today I was lucky to have met a wonderful woman who I just happened to be standing behind at the checkout line at the grocery store. She was trying to pay for her groceries and her card kept declining, so she was short by $5. I heard her apologizing to the cashier and she just said, I'll have to put something back. I said, wait a minute. I told the cashier, it's okay, I will pay for her. She looked at me and just started to cry. She waited for me outside the store and we talked a little bit. We had a deep conversation how she had survived a stroke and this had been her first day out by herself and she was nervous and scared. I told her she should be proud of herself and to keep moving onwards and upwards. She gave me a big hug and then we parted ways. I got in my car and I just sat there. I just couldn't stop thinking about how much we take for granted and how circumstances can change in the blink of an eye. It really doesn't cost a thing to show a little bit of kindness. Signed, Kathy. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. 